while, amigo. Oh, man. Sounding good, player. How you feeling? Okay, cool, cool. A <laughs> uh, couple, couple good. adjustments, uh, man. It's a little, a little scratchy there, but we, I think we good. Oh yeah, don't okay. move so much. Don't move so much. Well, that's what I told her. I'm gonna be doing all that. Ah, that's nasty. Yeah, well, it's the life that chose me. <laughs> don't want no squirmers. <laughs> <laughs> Now, now, when I tell you to stay there, <laughs> stay when put. T- when I tell God you, not, when I tell you not to move, just don't move. It's what I tell <laughs> oh, you. There's about to be problems everywhere. There's about to be some problems. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> My God, Ronaldo Ren. Shoot, how you doing, bud? I'm all right, man. Um. I'm good, man. Another long day. Did you ever watch Comic View growing up? That's where I got that from. Yeah. I did not. I think that Comic was on uh, what channel was that on? That was BT, man. So uh, I thought I didn't. I, I was going to say, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to say it and, and be, be wrong. And be, you know? <laughs> you'd have been a predicament. <laughs> you'd have been a spy. Yeah, I didn't want to be ignorant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Bruce, Bruce would. Uh, he would he would introduce Ronaldo Ray that way. You said what? Bruce Bruce. Yeah, man. I was. I was yeah, Bruce Bruce was dope, man. Like he would uh, he would introduce Ronaldo Ray like that every every show. Mister Mister Ronaldo Ray. <laughs> it's all the way to get introduced. Yeah, he killed it, man. There used to be some classics on there, man. Uh, yeah, man. What Shucky Ducky? Um. So like you know when like Booker T be like Shucky Ducky Quack Quack moment. Yes, that's who I think of every time because it was a, a comedian called Shucky Ducky. I hadn't heard him do that shit in a long time until yeah. I think it was this past Sunday. Yeah, yeah. So there was a comedian called Shucky Ducky, and every time he would hit a punchline, he'd be like Shucky Ducky Quack Quack. So I think of that dude all the fucking time. <laughs> Uh, come get all the hits, man. Jamirio, he said, "Yeah, he was a little smaller, feminine dude. You don't know no Jamirio, like." Was he said, "I don't, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know him. I don't. I'm unfamiliar. I do not. I'm I know unfamiliar. him. I do not know him. Yeah, <laughs> there was one. This is probably the most classic one ever, right? Most classic bit ever. And the thing is." I'm not sure if I remember the dude's name. There's a couple dudes I might think it is, but I'm not gonna. I'm not sure. But the, the, what's that? That's you. Yeah, uh, you're kind of cutting in and out, so I just went to 4G. You good? We 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 focus. Yes, yes. For what we're gonna work on these hiccups before yeah. we get into the deep, the deepness, the deepness, the depths. Um, nah, man. But there was a bit this dude did. <laughs> he was talking about uh. He was in the, in at one of his boys' crib. Him and a bunch of his boys, man, watching watching flicks, man. Flicks, what kind of flicks? What you think, man? <laughs> and so he said, uh, he said, now the next scene started, and now all it was, he said, all it was 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 the dick. It was just the dick, and you see, and of course it's on BET, so I had to clean up a little bit. But I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just filth it up. He said, you just, you just see the dick, right? 
And then you see the pussy come down and just goes up and down, up and down on the dick, right? And then he goes, he goes, man, all of a sudden, man, one of my boys go, man, I know that, dude. <laughs> No, <laughs> I know that dude. And so <laughs> he goes. Moral of the story is: watching pornos with your boys is gay. <laughs> so, I, I mean, like, I feel like that's like, like, like I know I've like I've actually never sat through like a full on like fucking flick. <laughs> with my boys, right? You know. <laughs> it's like damn oh, this like we gotta watch this one. It's got a good storyline, bro. It's got, <laughs> it's got a nice um whatever the fuck you call it, like how they do the stories, like uh Bruh, he intro climax the uh, this time. whole deal. It. It's got it all. Right, 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 right. <laughs> that's crazy. No, I ain't analyzing those story arcs. Um <laughs> that's why. No, I can't front though, like there's been times where like I wonder, like, now I know what the end is gonna be. But I wonder, like, how we got from here to there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's but, a lot of work. Uh, but that, yeah, yeah, that's, that's some uh, <laughs> screen actors guild type, man. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so how you, how you feeling, man? <laughs> Good. Uh, long night of work. Years. It's been a long week, actually. Just, yeah. just busy, hectic shit. I mean, I'm sure you guys have heard it a million times of how it is for me at work you know but uh it's just another day another beer type of deal and uh i've got a wedding coming up this weekend okay okay um, as do i looking forward to i'm sorry no i said as do i of course not go ahead no i'm in this one yeah yeah what yeah, you, yeah. Yeah, you're, yeah you're in all of them fuck what am i talking about <laughs> yeah, well, that made me sound i'm a part i'm a part of all of them i don't know if i'm in all of them but uh oh, part same yeah. thing <laughs> but yeah so you uh you in one this weekend yeah and uh i just found out i You've don't been know if to I was a lot of to... weddings in the last couple months like in oh, yeah, them, I've, or I've two been two yeah i've been to i've been to two but mm-hmm. i mean i've been in both of them but traveled probably like uh fuck probably like 2,500 miles, probably, just yeah. for weddings in the past two months. Moving down in roads, man. That, yeah, that, that wedding in Cleveland, that's the first, that was the longest trip I've hit solo mm-hmm. ever, that nine-hour drive. That was the longest I ever drove by myself. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it, it wasn't bad. Just turn on the heavy metal and fucking blast, <laughs> crank it to 11, you know, let the windows down, let the hair fly, and just fucking rock. Let, let the hair fry, hair fly. <laughs> Looking like uh as I go back down memory lane, I started to digress. There was this old NBC show that like would come on. I swear it was like a 1992 show. It pop on at like two in the morning. I think it was called Renegade, which is just so much better for the story. As I'm looking it up now, I'm gonna look it up as I tell about it. But it was like some dude who rides his motorcycle, who wear jean vests and like long ass Fabio hair in the breeze and shit. I don't know what the show was actually about. Um, that sounds pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would watch that. Renegade, <laughs> American television series. Framed. Okay. Framed for the murder of the woman he loved. Ex cop Reno Reigns teams up with fellow bounty hunter Bobby Six. 
Bobby Six Killer to clear his name and avoid Bobby Six Killer. Six Killer. (laughs) To clear his name and avoid capture. And if he helps a gorgeous woman with a problem along the way, so much better. Um, So much the better. American Dream. Yeah, man. So I imagine as you, um, (laughs) shotgun. And not shotgun, but uh, in your vehicle with your hair blowing in the breeze. Lorenzo Lamas, starring Lorenzo Lamas. Yeah, yeah. This video, this picture is going on the IG post. Um, He's got my name in his name. I'm saying, I'm saying, it was meant to be. There's a spinoff of everything now. So I mean, shit. What is once old is new again, and um, even even if the old one was corny, I bet this new one's cornier. (laughs) Well, it's starring you. So I mean, shit. Do what you want to do I with do it. Love them, I do love them corny-ass old movies. <laughs> you mentioned Point Break five to six times. I almost did again, but I was like, no. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> my bad. I took you off track, man. Uh, weddings, weddings, weddings. Oh, no. Um, yeah, uh, I just found out. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure if I was supposed to know about this. But the best man told me that I'm I'm just an usher in this one. We got like five ushers. I don't okay. know how many fucking people are supposed to be there. Also, you're not in it, but you okay? You you still part of it? I feel you. Yeah, they're they're sticking me in the back once we get everybody sat down. You know. Uh, okay. But um, yeah, I guess we have to do a wine dance. A wine dance. Even the ushers. Well, the thing is the. The groomsmen and the bridesmaids, they have to do a dance together, and I guess the ushers are doing a line dance or a square dance. And I look both of them up. A square dance is with the motherfucker and, like, four other groups hmm. all together. Okay. So I'm thinking we're doing this fucking honky-tonk-ass line dance. Yeah. Oh. Mm. And I don't dance. <laughs> like, and, dog, everybody's suits, like, like, we had to order our suits online like we had to measure ourselves mm-hmm. like i like i had my mom measure me and i just put a couple inch like i just put an extra inch on everything you know <laughs> just to make sure it would uh fit my body right 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 the girth and man that jacket is still it's it's a it's a bit snug but yeah. i feel like that's probably the way jackets are supposed to be man motherfucker everybody else though that shit is all fucked up, dude. <laughs> I can't measure. <laughs> oh, we got one guy. He, I mean, he shoot his cuffs. His shit comes up the middle forearm. Oh man, <laughs> nah, <laughs> man. So why, why, why did they have you? So he, uh, your, your boy, whoever it is, he didn't like set up a men's warehouse registry or something. That's dude. That's what I was. That's what I was hoping we would have done. But apparently, <laughs> not, like, because like, I've had to go get wedding clothes from men's warehouse, and it's so right. fucking easy. So easy. I mean, you go in there, you tell them I'm with yada yada wedding party. They do, 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 yeah. do, on the fucking computer there, and they say, "Okay, we got this and this and this and this for you." Right. Yeah. And, man, that's and for the wedding in Florida, like I went and got measured up here, like 30 minutes away from where I live. Well, like, yeah. Can you guys just send this to Florida for when I'm at the wedding? Oh yeah, yeah, no problem. Bet. But no, we have to get our shit. Sent in the mail from either. Oh yeah, it came from California. They only have uh, this place only has two locations, Vegas and Anaheim. This is a uh, like a seamstress type joint where they. Uh, uh, it's called Stitch and Tie. Oh, uh, we gonna bleep the name out. Ain't no check, but yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and clearly, I mean, listen, I don't know. 
So the rest of the the the, the grooms uh, of the groomsmen, they whole shit is just beat. Yeah, I mean the company gives you. They guarantee that they can if the, they send you the wrong shit, they'll get you the right shit forty eight hours before the oh, wedding. Well, wait, 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 before the wedding. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, I got, like, people are traveling, you know, like, the people that are actually getting married, they're coming from fucking, uh, Pennsylvania, mm. you know, What's and that? I mean, uh, it's, uh, it's actually only like an hour and a half away from where I live, Southern oh, Illinois. Okay. Got you, got you, got you, got you, okay. So I'm chilling, I only got an hour and a <laughs> no, I'm good, Damn, but... Man. So you got the, the the dance moves coming up, man. I didn't mention this on the show um, back a few months ago when I talked about the recap, me, uh, best man at my guy's wedding, um, where I acted a, a whole fool, um, a whole ass fool I acted. Um, anyway, yeah, we had a dance routine. I bet y'all was cool, though. I mean, it was wedding cool. I, I wasn't mad. Listen, I was down to do whatever. You know what I'm saying? I was just there to play my part. Um, but it was cool. We learned it the night before. We was up. We was up late. <laughs> it, was, it was up real late. Um, yeah, man. Learned it. Knocked it out. Um, I was down to do it, man. I was down to do it. Um, but yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> Men's Warehouse. I told you, yeah. I, y'all go back for you which episode it is. But uh, yeah, go check it out, man. Uh, grass Stains. On places shouldn't have grass stains. I acted a whole fucking fool. Um, go check the archive of, uh, of the hard camera. I want to hear about that night from like somebody else that here's was a, there. Here's the thing: I don't. <laughs> That's exactly what I do. Um, I I don't listen, man. I got the listen. The shit I heard about myself the next day is just some shit I just wouldn't. No, it was embarrassing myself. Man. It wasn't well. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not the type that embarrasses easily. But it's just shit that I. I had to like dispute it first, because I'm like, nah, nah, I ain't do that shit. But like, it was I, one of those. It was one of those wake up in the morning, like, God damn it, what did I do last night? Yeah, moments. No, I, I wild it. I wild it. I had mad missed phone calls. Um, and I was piecing together parts of the nights that I, parts of the night I could remember and then realize there were yeah nah yeah, I wild it. Um, yeah. I th- I told some people at work about it. they got us doing this fucking dance and everybody is like, I need that video. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Nah, run it. Yeah, 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 run it. Um, yeah, man, go and go ahead, go to YouTube, man. Get your get your dance tutorials cracking, man. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna follow suit. Maybe <laughs> spice it up a bit. <laughs> All the hips work. I mean, they, they might be that night. They might. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Run me that video, bro. Man, I know that. I know that dude. <laughs> I see what you did there. Run me that video. Oh shit! Big red hitting the in the steps, boy. Shit, we used to fucking freshman year of college, man. We used to do the Heisman on that hole, man. We had we nigga four of us in a dorm room. Practicing the Heisman. I didn't go to school. I didn't go to school dances in high school. Now I'm in the dorm room practicing doing the Heisman on that hole via YouTube. You being serious, bruh, <laughs> bruh? Yes, 
Think I'm playing. <laughs> we was out here bucking. Listen, and the shit and the shit worked is the thing too. Like we did it. <laughs> we found some video and fucking we practiced that shit. We went to a party, man. Party and had no lights on. You know what time it was. Oh yeah. Fucking that joint came on, man, and somehow we got in our fucking line. Like we was nigga, it was man. The lights just nah. The lights was on, man. Um, we hit, we hit that routine, dog. Um, yeah, man. Jukes on jukes, man. Back to back, holding each other up, man. It was it was, it was teamwork making the dream work, bro. Um, yeah, man. It was some good times, good times. So yeah. Anyway, it's on YouTube. YouTube got it all, man. Go ahead, get your two step. Oh get shit, these are them, hey. Okay, all right. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to put that on the watch later. What's that? Your videos. <laughs> what you find an old Heisman video? No, uh, I'm gonna look though. <laughs> Straight up, bro. Doing the Heisman on that hoe. What was we doing, man? Like, I don't. I think I maybe put like two shotgun videos on YouTube because, like, <laughs> you, like I don't know, like YouTube. Like, it's just not as good for like traffic you know so that's why i'm on instagram with the shotgun videos people were telling us like yeah put your shotgun videos on youtube it's like well, there's not as much traffic on on youtube you know it's just and not i think as- the gratification is different too like it's how unless you get like really creative with the location like you start the the, the style of the shotgun and it's better yeah. for your style of it is better meant for instagram snapchat whatnot the instant gratification whereas it ain't too much of a channel you can make of <laughs> shotgun videos YouTube. you know what I'm saying right like you can't really just fall on that wormhole of, of YouTube so shit man no man what else is new with you though play or anything I'm trying to think trying to think yeah man I don't think much has been going on with me like I said I've been I've been laying low ever since like the last wedding. Well, yeah, like basically since like July. Like, oh, I mean, I've had like I've had things to do, but they're like major things, like the New Orleans and like the other the fucking deliverance bachelor party, the fucking the wedding, and now this wedding. So I mean, it's been July, September. I mean, July, August, September, and October. Like, yeah. it's been not been doing much, but like just doing one big thing out of the month. You know. I feel you. Yeah, man. I've been gripping road down here, man. Still, uh, I ain't had the lonelies, but I think I just been too busy to have the lonelies. Um, <laughs> man, I had one off day. I had one this past Sunday, man. It's my first off day in about five weeks, dog, and it rained. So that's a bummer, bro. <laughs> man, I went to the gym, went home, and just man, just <laughs> wrote the best poetry. Um, I just. <laughs> Just sat my ass down. Like, okay, this is this is what life hey, man. is, man. Hey, man, that's 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 all right. Sometimes, I mean, like fucking like the last part of my vacation, I literally laid in bed for like four days, <laughs> didn't do a mm-hmm. fucking thing. No, you know, and it, it was nice. So I didn't, I like, didn't fuck with my phone. Just, just hung out, yeah. you know, and just no, rested. Rested. I just rested. Uh, the day before was Lil Sis' birthday. Shot to Lil Sis. Got to uh, 
I got a ritual where I I call her and sing to her every year. So I uh, nice. I did it the night before. Uh, for for people listening in, we didn't get to do the Hell and Cell preview show just because of time restraints. Um, but uh, after me and you got the phone, I called her up. Uh, gave her a call, you know what I'm saying? Got my bars off. Um, told her why I did it the night before. I had two shows on her birthday. It was my first time doing two shows in one day. Um, you know what? It, it, I mean, it was a long day. It just was what it was, man. Uh, my first client asked me to wear some tie-dye. Asked me to wear a tie-dye shirt. Um, you know, the, the, the fashion itself is not my style, but the people who ask you to wear the fashion, I could rock with them. They was cool. They was real sweet. Good people. Really? Um, yeah, man. Then I had they another had one. You said what? They have the stew. The stew. Oh, man. <laughs> nah. I was waiting. I said something about that. Yeah, I was, I was waiting. <laughs> yeah, nah, they was chilling. <laughs> nah, they was chilling, man. The uh, place looked dope. It was a cool place, man. Had a lot of uh, 50s and 60s memorabilia. Um, just one of those real retro joints, man. A lot of uh, pinball machines, old arcade games. Um, it was a dope layout. Dope layout, man. Got to uh, get done early, head to the second show. It was more formal. Um, yeah, man, got to call little sis again in the middle of the day, sing to her again. That's always a good feeling. We chatted a little bit. She said something about, uh, I think, like, the the, the Benihana or something. She was talking about going to eat. And Fujiyama? Yeah, little Benihana, Fujiyama type joints, man. And I remembered with the shrimps or whatever, make the volcanoes out of yeah, onions. Yeah, man, yeah. And I remember the story about when it was my birthday. It was a few years back. I'm not sure which year it was, but some of the homies took me to the Benihana Fujiyama joint in the hometown. And you know what I'm saying? My man's he's, he's chefing it up, chopping it up. He's making onion volcanoes. He's he's doing the, the hat tricks and he didn't even mess up. Like it wasn't it wasn't bootleg. He he he, he was on it. <laughs> it wasn't bootleg. It wasn't bootleg at all. Like he did not mess up. It wasn't no redos. Like they trained the fuck out this dude. Um be yeah, chefing up, man. It's a whole show. It's a production. Um But yeah, man, you know the the conclusion I came to though is that I think the Benny Hana Fujiyama man thinks I'm pussy, dog. You wouldn't take no hot sauce? I think he thinks that I'm pussy, dog. It's a well, table full of us. It's a table full of us, man. Me, some of the homies, and another family. And, like I say, chefing it up, dog. It's a show. It's a whole show. Steam is coming out the onion volcano. Now, I made the mind, I, I made my mind up beforehand. I'm not about to let no grown man flip shrimp into my mouth, dog. It's not You're having scared. it. You say what? You're part of the show, bro. Well, you know what? And here's my thing. They told him it was my birthday. All right, cool. Some people do that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, sometimes. But they told him it was, told him it was my birthday, so he's like, "Yeah, man, we're gonna bring part of the show a little bit." He uh he went to flip the shrimp in my mouth. I'm like, nah, nah. I'm good. I'm good. I'm cool. I'm a man. You're not gonna flip shrimp in my mouth, dog. Um, but he insisted. Like he's he insisted. 
I'm like, all right, man, shit. All right, so I, I broke, I buckled like like a little bitch. I bro- I buckled on my birthday. I'm like, fuck it, man, it's my birthday. I'll be part of the show. Because if, I mean, shit, if you're not going to be part of the show, just sit in the booth, right? Why yeah. why why go to the show if you're not going to be in the why show? I think somebody see that might be one of part of the show. Exactly. If you're not going to participate. Exactly. So I caught the fucking shrimp in my mouth. It was delicious. Um, <laughs> he's still man, growing. Don't shrimp in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, man. Flip the goddamn shrimp in my mouth. Uh, he keeps going with the show, and he goes to the other family, and this is just gruff white male. He's probably in his mid forties. He's watching the show, but like he's be playing it really tough. So the chef, he goes to flip shrimp in his mouth. Keep in mind, it's not his birthday. He just being part of the show. Goes to flip shrimp in his mouth. The white man looks at him as white men tend to do when they don't want to do something. Give my Mountain Dew. Give him, yeah. Fucking Mountain Dew. The thing is, Benihana Fujiyama didn't insist with this older white man. He just let it rock. <laughs> Wasn't his birthday though. Uh, nah, nah. He's scared of that white man, and there's a presence that I didn't have that let him think that it was cool to press me and flip shrimp into my mouth. But he wouldn't do the same to this white man for the sake of the this, show. This older white, this, 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 uh, I'm sorry. Did this older white fella have a big old beard? He did not. Oh shit. He did not have a beard. Well, most of us don't look scary with without beards. <laughs> I don't know what it is, man. But uh, you know clearly, I mean? clearly, that haunts me to this day. It's been years that Benihana Fujiyama man thinks I'm pussy. And the thing is, it don't matter if I go to another spot and don't accept the shrimp. I got to see him. I got to see him and make sure he knows specifically that he can't flip shrimp in my mouth, dog. I don't care how well it was cooked. You should have said, let me flip a shrimp in your mouth first. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> how about that, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> That's abrasive. That's aggressive. Well, hell, he wanted to go aggressive with you. That's what it sounded like. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know, man. I've actually never been to one of them joints. They straight. I mean, they cool. They cool. I don't really go out to eat that much. I work, yeah. like I said, I work in the, uh, the industry, and I just get pissed off normally when I go out to eat. It's like, I just see shit. Like, I don't know. I just see shit that's like, I don't know what's going on in the back of the house, obviously. But like, (laughs) it's just like, God damn it. Like, what is this motherfucker doing? Like, y'all could be doing a whole lot more here to be attentive. And (laughs) and it's, it's just frustrating going out to eat now. I mean, I don't know. I probably think about it too much. I was going to say, man, I was just thinking about this. I've always been that like, semi-approachable black dude that white dudes think they just come up to and just share their life with. And, like, on one hand, it's like, you know, thanks, Todd. You know what I'm saying? I'm a pain pillow. You get your bars off. But, like, on the other hand, I'd be wondering wondering (laughs) what makes, like, Adam and Todd and, and all these cats think that I'm just a dude to have conversation with. Like, what about me looks... That soft and cuddly. I'm trying to think like how like we actually like hung out for the first time. Me and you met as mutual friends of friends. But like, but like, what made us like me you know, and you, you actually kick it, right? Yeah, 
I don't know, man. Because it was way before, like, I left for college. So you, knew, you knew Doc before me, right? I met him and really started kicking it, like, 15. Like, we would all meet up at St. Paul School and just hoop, like, every day. Oh, shit. Then I met him, met you before you met him then. You said 15. Yeah, you met him before... I knew y'all knew each other. Like, y'all wasn't close like that, but y'all knew each other. Yeah, like, the first, like, like how we met, he just came up to me like, oh, shit, no, this goes way back to, like, fucking fifth grade. Yeah. yeah like, he just came up to me in, like, fifth grade, asked me, like, just, like said my breath smelled like whiskey. Well, like, fifth grade. <laughs> <laughs> he could see the future. It's like, no, I just had some Burger King breakfast. <laughs> 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 Edison, Edison Elementary. Uh, that's funny. That's funny. First I'm day there. Sure. I'm not sure how me and you really, really kicked it. Like we just had mutual friends as young bucks, and we're probably all over at Blake's house. That's where we met. We in were the filming, basement working we on some filming, time bombing uh, shit. Oh no, yeah, them stories. We were filming videos, and. We're filming videos for a class, and that's how I mean you met. But I'm not sure how I mean you like got tight, got close. Just I mean, shit, you get around somebody enough, you'd be bound to get fly with them. Yeah. So, Cheers. Hey, salute, man. So who'd have thunk it, man? It's weird them them uh, those those singular decisions that to do anything and what they could lead to. So yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I know, I know, I do like anything to like be hanging out with, like. Dylan and Max back in the day, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> being the little freshman, yeah, trying to trying to impress these older punk rock dudes. <laughs> you cut the shit out of your hair, man. Hey, y'all fucked my head up. <laughs> yeah, man. It was tight, though. I was talking about that a little bit ago about how I, uh, I mean, for a long time, I was the only black dude in the class. You know what I'm saying? All the shit that came with that. And how like yeah. I didn't go to like I didn't go to my prom. I went to a prom. It was a girl I used to see. Um, it's like an Indiana prom, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. See, I remember that shit. There was <laughs> one and a half black dudes, and that half black dude was mad at me. <laughs> you took a shine, <laughs> man. That dude was staring me up and down, man. Um, I mean, you expect it from like town full of white people with a small class but like you know the other half black dude too damn but uh yeah i found myself you know what i'm saying the 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 shit that comes with being the only black dude in the class so like i would be rocking with y'all like tight jeans and skateboards i'm over here in baggy jeans and polos and do-rags like blue ones you know you said what one more time blue dude. Ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Colored do rags <laughs> in public. I was bullshitting, yeah. So you know. I don't know. Them slight decisions you make, man. Them slight decisions, you know. Stick with it forever, man. Yeah, they don't leave, man. You was who you was for you got here. Uh, mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. I know that. Same dude. to you. Yeah, man. <laughs> I know that dude. <laughs> <laughs> I, like even before you like st- told that little story or like the little thing 
on the show today. Yeah. Even if you just say, like, I know that dude. Like, it normally has something, like, you wouldn't expect to see that dude doing. <laughs> it's just got some connotation with it, right? <laughs> I know that guy. <laughs> it's attached to some wild-ass story. Right, right. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, that's funny. That's funny as shit, man. Yo, I uh, I want to thank y'all for pressing play on episode forty nine of the Hard Camera THCXLIX, and I am your guy Juve J U V. Just under your visual, I'm sitting here with my tag team partner, Big Ren, the legendary, and together we are the revival. Big Ren, let them know how they can reach you on the social medias, dog. You got me, Miguel. You guys can find me on both Twitter and Instagram at a motherfucker, a underscore M, A A F H U C K A. And you can also find me on Snapchat at moffedup316, M A A F F H H D U P 316. Check it out. My guy. Hit me on Twitter at Juvi Desayuno, J-U-V-I-D-E-S-A-Y-U-N-O. Hit me on the Instagrams at Juvi Desayuno, J-U-V-I-D-E-S-A-Y-U-N-O. Check out the Hard Camera YouTube page. Get the entire archive of the Hard Camera on YouTube. Search the Hard Camera on YouTube. Check out the Hard Camera on Twitter. That uh, account has been mad busy lately. We'll, we'll get into more of that later on in the show. Uh, the hard camera on Twitter. You know, there's been a uh, a bit of a season premiere in the world of pro wrestling, so we kind of had to expand along with it. We got a new John. Please check out the hard camera on the Instant Grams Instant Grams page. The hard camera. That identity is coming together slowly but surely, man. Slowly but surely, building a following. Uh, once more, the instant grams the hard camera. Uh, furthermore, you can f- you can find this very podcast, the little podcast that could, in a few more places than you could just a week ago, dog. That's right. Of course, we were on Mixcloud. We're still on Mixcloud. Of course, we were on YouTube. We're still on YouTube. You can now catch us, dog. Let me rail this list down, man. In most places that you can find your podcast. Check us out on Google Podcasts. Check us out on Breaker. Check us out on Radio Public. And check us out on Spotify. There's no reason for y'all not to touch us now. There are so many ways to touch us, dog. <laughs> Wherever you want to. Y'all don't so mind many getting ways to do so. Damn, we're, we are out there now. Out there, I'm man. Like- and if not those spots, there's also Anchor. If you got the Anchor app. Or if you just got a working internet connection, go to anchor.fm slash the hard camera. Um, so off the top of my head, that's four, five, six. There's about eight places you can hear the hard camera on any given day. Um, there ain't too many excuses you can make, man. Goddamn right. Goddamn right. So um, as we mentioned, man, it's been a really eventful time uh, in the art form. Um. Yeah, man. So, where to even start? Um, let's start with you know what. Let's just start with. <laughs> let's just get this out the way. Yeah. Um, Hell in a Cell was this past Sunday. 
man. You know, before we break it down, um, I can't front, man. It almost feels like it was much longer was ago. Was the numbers? Yeah, let's break down the numbers, man. You know, first off, there were only four matches announced before the show. So we only, uh, even though we didn't do the show, we still took our picks down. Um, now, of course, if you saw Hell in a Cell, you understand why I threw out the Fiend versus uh, Seth Rollins match. Technically, it just ended via referee stoppage. No real winner was announced. So we just threw it out. Um but as of that night, man, of the three remaining matches, both me and Ren went one for three. Oof. Yeah, it was a tough night, man. Uh, Ren, that brings your totals to 37 out of 70 for 52.85%. I'm still slugging right along, man. 43 out of 70 for 61.42%. We're about halfway through the year, man, so there's always there's still more time. Plus, we got AEW pay-per-views, which we'll add in, I'll add on the titles, uh, add on to the, the numbers as well. So, you, yeah, we're far from done. We're far from done. I was kind of getting scared for a little bit once I heard the numbers. I was kind of yeah. shook. It's all good. It's all good. It's a safe space. <laughs> I'm kidding. I ain't never shook. <laughs> <laughs> I fell into the booby trap just to see dude react. Um. So, yeah, man, Hell in a Cell... You know, before we break it down match by match, and honestly, we probably don't need to, nor nor should we. Um, no. Give me your thoughts, man, of the show overall. First two matches were fucking. First two matches were great. Yeah. Um, the the rematch we had with uh, Corbin and Gable was good. Mm-hmm. And I mean, dude, the main event was just. What the fuck? Like, yeah. I mean, like, so, like, I mean, like, I, 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 I don't have too much to say about each match. But like, Sasha and I mean, yeah, Sasha and Becky, they fucking put it down. And I'm, I'm glad they actually started the night off because basically you could have went to bed early. You know? <laughs> they hit that. But, tra- they they beat the traffic. Yeah, 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 big time. They they put it down hard as fuck. Uh, you got anything to say about it? I mean, I, I, I knew that was going to be – that was the match of the night for me. You know, we uh we did the Clash of Champions recap show, and we talked about – you know, usually when we do a show, even if we're not excited for a show beforehand, by the time we finish the episode, we are excited. And Clash of Champions was not one of those shows. <laughs> no. Like, I thought Clash of Champions was the worst pay-per-view so far of the year. And, like, we've had solid pay-per-views this season. They've had a string of shows that weren't bad. They were good. They weren't overtly good. They weren't overtly good. But they weren't bad. They were just kind of there. They were, like, yeah. medium-decent episodes of Monday Night Raw, right? Yes. Clash of Champions was maybe a below-average episode of Monday Night Raw, but it wasn't bad. It just kind of happened. Hell in a oh. cell. <laughs> um, listen, Sasha and Becky did their thing, man. Oh yeah. Uh, my only minor gripe is more so a gripe toward the overall attitude toward wrestling nowadays, in the sense that the over reliance of tables, um, chairs. Like how many? How often do I need to see like the big pile of chairs in the ring? Yeah, we don't. Um, you know the over reliance of certain weapons. 
that speaks just more to the climate of this game now. It speaks to what the fans are looking for. It just speaks to that. Um, if, you, if you can like put on a good show without all of that shit, mm-hmm. and then just maybe add just a smidge of it at the end, that's just like the cherry on top. If it you know makes sense and builds towards something, yeah, right. Yes. right. A lot of the time, it, it does. It does seem. It does come off a little convoluted. Um, but that sounds like I'm dissing the match a little bit. That was the match of the night. Clearly, I really like the spot where they put the uh, the chairs, the or the one chair in the, in the corner of the cell. Yes. And uh, she sat Becky, or she sat Sasha in, it and, and you know, say what have you. Um, that was clearly the match of the night, and it was the match I was most looking forward to. So I'm glad it delivered. Um. You talked about the tornado tag match. That was not the ending I was expecting. No, I don't think anybody was. Um, I was expecting Harper and Rowan to go over if you were really going to build these two. But and you know, and and the more it comes to and comes into mind, we'll talk about it a little bit more. I I get why they did it in the sense that okay, the draft is coming. This story is over. There needs to be a reset button. But if you're going to build these monsters, like you say you're going to build these monsters, let them get the win and let the story be the story. I mean, I get it. The, the bad guys got to get they come up. It's in the, in the long run. But the long, that wasn't the long run. That entire story was was sloppy from the jump anyway. So they had to just end it. They had to get it done. The whole thing could fall through this Friday. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the story is done. I think the story is done. Yeah. I- so... Yeah, but it was it, it. But yeah, those were the two matches of the night. The rest of the night, holy shit! I mean, holy like, dude, shit. this this was the first pay per view that like we legit only had four matches booked. Yeah, WWE like on the W like this is the first WWE pay per view that we've only had four matches booked until the day of. Mm-hmm. Like, what kind of shit is that? Like, that has never happened. And I honestly wasn't so mad at it if it meant quality from all four of those matches. You weren't you weren't looking for no hour long hell in a cell match though. I, I know I no, I definitely wasn't. I wasn't looking for no hour long match. But if it meant so, the first two matches got time to tell their stories, right? Mm-hmm. And so did the main event. Now, it told its story. We'll get to that in a bit. The the story it told, whatever it told. But, like, Charlotte and Bailey. That was another misstep. Not even just the winner of it all, which feels like another way to just bloat her numbers, bloat those stats, and get a sexy blonde as the face of, or one of the faces of your show, you're moving to Fox. Um... But it, like I said, as far as the match itself, it didn't get the time to really develop like that. Let alone what I thought about the ending. Yeah, it was. They let Bailey. They made Bailey cry, dog. They made your girl cry. Yeah, man. That's wild. That's wild. And I mean, even if we would have got to pick that, we we both would have picked Bailey. We did pick Bailey. Oh yeah, that was one of those matches. Yeah, 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 we did pick Bailey. Um. Yeah. So, and we didn't. I mean, you know. And like I said, I get why they did it. I don't mean I agree with it. It's a matter of okay, we're going to Fox, and this is still Hollywood, as evidenced by the first SmackDown on Fox. 
Um, this is Hollywood. We talked about it being more of a sports feel. And, of course, we got more time. I mean, it was just one episode on SmackDown. Um, but, yeah, this is still corporate. This is still a business. Um, this is still a TV show about wrestling versus a wrestling show. Um, now, speaking of theatrics and, and Hollywood. Woo! Okay, you know what? Let's Let's talk about the good first. And I guess there's only one good thing that came of it to me is that I like the creativity of how they shot it. I don't mean the constant red light. That red light is like Kane's first match 20-something years ago. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I liked the camera angles, the horror-style camera angles. Now, there were times where it looked, you know, the the camera angles kind of made it seem like the moves were being botched and done poorly. But I like the creativity behind it, even if the execution may have left a little something to desire. Um, go ahead. No, I mean, it was just, I mean, I, uh, they they shit the bed big time on that one, man. And I mean, man. like, it was just like, I mean, we, this was the second Hell in a Cell two years in a fucking row that the main event ended in a bullshit stoppage. Yeah. yeah. Two years in a row. That's real. Like, like, are y'all treating this like Clash of Champions now, or <laughs> what? Because, I mean, this is, it yeah. was pitiful, man. I mean, the chants that were going on yeah. in the crowd. Where, where was Hell in a Cell? It was, I want to say Sacramento. Yes, it was. Yeah, you're correct. Yeah, they ain't yeah. going back to Sacramento. Well, you know, the thing is, too, imagine if it was in, like, a Chicago or a Philly or a Baltimore or one of those legendary East Coast towns. Bro, um, they would have had to fucking, they would have had to put a, a towel over the ref's head and get him dude, out of the building. That shit was wild, man. Um, And we talked about it with the Clash of Champions show, knowing that it was going to be Seth and Bray, that this was one hell of a corner to paint themselves in anyway. Like I can't think of a match. I can't think of another match where literally no one could lose this, where 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 neither guy could afford to lose like this. And it happened. The fact that Seth just got his title back, and so if he were to lose it, is like why would they do the whole Brock thing in the first place? The Fiend. This is the Fiend's second match. And and it counts. It's not a matter of the Bray Wyatt story. Bray Wyatt has been Bray Wyatt, but to add this new wrinkle of who he is, and to put him in this high stakes of a match, you can't. He can't lose. And he did more than lose. Well, he couldn't lose. And the thing is, too, the Fiend is a character that doesn't need titles. Even True. more so than Bray Wyatt, the Fiend. It can just be the fiend. He can just fiend. I'm not sure he needs titles. I know this is pro wrestling, so it's hard to say that considering you want to be the champion. But Kane's first title win was a day long only because they couldn't set himself on fire on pay-per-view. You know what I'm saying? But like you, like you can't just have the fiend just be like that guy that you fight before you get a title shot. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's right. like 
that's pointless for everything they've done to build the fiend. Yeah. And like, you know, like I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of the Firefly Clubhouse or whatever the fuck ever, you know. Nope. But I mean, it's a cool little deal. I mean, it's okay, mm. you know. But like, I'd rather see in ring performance or like, yeah, it, like in ring or even like on, like even backstage. Like, I don't want to see like him on like a set. Like, I think um, this is kind of we're never gonna see if they keep true to the character we're never gonna see Bray doing an interview no I don't we're, think we should really. we'll never see yeah we'll never see him backstage like I I I like the premise of it now it also reeks of of beta Bray Wyatt in a sense that like we never really got a true idea of what Bray Wyatt's motivations were. He was able to be creepy and have these promos that that it came off a certain way, but I'm not sure they really said anything. But we never got an, we never really got an idea what his mission was, right? The fiend kind of reeks of the same way. He's just much better presented with that that music, that that scary fucking music. Uh, the way they shoot him, like I said, that over the that over the shoulder shot of uh, when he marked out Kane a few weeks back. That was fire. Listen, kiss my fingers, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but Bray. <sighs> and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here, but didn't Bray come back and mark Seth after Hell in a Cell? Like after the match was over, like he marked yeah. him up. So you know what? Like, let's what? let's let's get to that. Like nothing nobody looked good in this. <laughs> oh, dude, like like, dude, they didn't say a word about it on Raw. No, they didn't. They didn't say like a fucking that, word. Like, that should not happen. Seth Rollins wasn't even on Raw. Yeah, which I can get in the sense that because he got murked out at the end of the, at the end of the night, he did get murked. So sell those injuries. I'm good with that. But just leading up to it, he hit how many stomps? Seven or eight. Seven or eight stomps. The crowd was totally out of it. Until Bray kicked out that first time when he kicked out at one, right? And, and yo, know, what do you like? The crowd got thrown a mega dope show where they should be wore out. Yeah, <laughs> like... no, right, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> and the inconsistency of it all, like, what is the difference between that sledgehammer that Seth used versus that big ass test your strength at the fair ass mallet? That Bray pulled out five minutes beforehand. Shit. Say it again. The Beetlejuice shit. Yeah. The, <laughs> the, <laughs> no difference. the larger weapon. But it was. I mean, if you, act, if you actually smash his cranium open on the fucking stage, yeah, it's a big difference. But no, this ain't. No, it's the same deal. Dude. <laughs> like, so he kicked out all that, and the crowd popped for them kickouts at one. And then the, the, the shenanigans shenanigans. So. He hits him, or he hits the chair that's over his face. He hits that with the sledgehammer. He calls for the bell. The crowd is shitting all over it. And his logic is, okay, Bray is defenseless, right? Yes. But then Bray comes back to life. Not only that, he comes back stronger. Like, like, like. (laughs) Everybody's like. 
Nobody knows what to say about it because it's like, what the fuck? Well, yeah, and you know what? He came back stronger, and the crowd is chanting, restart the match. Restart the match. And they didn't restart it. No. Restart the match, refund AEW chance. Yeah. Nothing about this made sense. And I've seen commentary, and I get the commentary. The Fiend is a horror movie character. I get it. I get it. This was bad. (laughs) This was bad. It was. I haven't been that like frustrated after a pay per view in the longest. Like that was. It was probably actually last year's Hell in a Cell. (laughs) Yeah. Right. 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 And. It's just, it's it's reflective of that entire week that they had, man. We'll take it. We'll we'll flip it back a couple days. I don't feel like there's much more to add with Hell in a Cell, but we'll take it back to a couple days okay. where we look at SmackDown on Fox. Like it was this huge Hollywood production that set is gorgeous, but the show itself was Mad Mids. Yes, it was Mad Mids, capped off with the most anticlimactic ending to Bullshit. a title reign ever. I get it. It was the Brock Lesnar thing. But to do Kofi like that, a fucking defending champion. Right. And I'm not mad that he lost it. I'm mad that he just jumped in the air and was like, fuck it, man. Do what you got to do. Seven seconds. Maybe that. Like, nobody's happy about that. Yeah. If you, and if you are happy about that, you're a fucking... I'm not trying to diss no fans, but you are a fucking... You are Mark, and you are a fucking well, part-time fan. Well, we're all Marks. <laughs> nah. But then to top it off, he said, nah. But then to top it off, man, and I think that was the extra thing that of, of what we're talking about. This is just a business. This is Hollywood. Listen, I don't care about Cain Velasquez. No. I don't care about Tyson Fury. No. Tyson Fury is not Mike Tyson. Never will um, be. Cain Velasquez. It's just Cain Velasquez. Velasquez. So, I mean, that, there's the, the press conference coming this week. I imagine it's to announce that it's going to be Strowman, Fury, and, and Lesnar versus Velasquez. But, so? Yeah, I'm, I'm anticipating the same shit. Like, so I'm what? I'm not excited. And, I mean, goddamn, they're, they're doing this fucking pay-per-view. On Halloween, which falls on a fucking Thursday, mm-hmm. they are doing a pay per view on a fucking Thursday, <laughs> fucking night. Like, get yeah. the f- get out of here. Yeah. I guess they got to do. Th- I mean, so so what does that mean though for SmackDown? What do you mean? Oh, because SmackDown is the next day. So I mean, that's well, a great question. Well, I mean, well, well, I don't know the time difference over there. I believe well, I mean, it'll be like Thursday morning or afternoon or so. It'll be Thursday afternoon. Yeah, you're correct. Yeah, so they're gonna have to fucking fly back. That I mean, I don't know where the SmackDown is that following day. Yeah, it better be on the East Coast because if not, it's gonna <laughs> fuck them all up. Because I mean, I know people. I mean, a flight to Italy from over here is like almost twenty hours. Yeah. So wow. So they're gonna have to be crafty with who they book on that show. Yeah, and I mean, we basically already got four people booked. Well, one of them's not even. Well, two of them aren't even fucking 
real deal, but there are two that are real deal, and one of them's definitely not going to be on the show. Mm. They're in Buffalo, New York. Okay, yep. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, I didn't think about that. That's something they're going to have to, yeah, who they're going to book for that show. Who's staying home this time? Yeah, yeah. Because I know, I know the last time a lot of people didn't want to go. Because they That's made great they point. made that very vocal that a lot of those a lot of those wrestlers did not want to fly over there for that shit. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, hmm. and with Fox being on it now, like I feel like that like not wanting to go shit is gonna be like, well, fuck you. Right. You right. Right. Go. You gotta do this shit. Huh. Let me ask this. Um, we had Raw the next day, which is kind of just a, a show that happened as well. Um, we're right. the uh, Tonight is the draft. If you're hearing this the day it comes out, tonight is the first night of the draft. I'll give them this, that if they going to fuck up, they timed they they timed up their they timed out their fuck up really well. Get all the shake, get all the shakes and rattles out of the way, and then press the reset button ASAP. Boy, they didn't have to fuck up. They didn't know <laughs> they didn't have to fuck up. No, they did not have to fuck up. But yeah, they did, and we're gonna keep coming back because we're addicts. Addicts, because um, yeah, yeah. yeah, we're addicts. And, <laughs> but like I said, they they know. Yeah, we we got this reset button coming up. It's like this shit never happened. So, and that, but we still remember that shit. Yeah, and it's no, and it's not a good. It's 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 a kudos, but it's not a it's not a full hearted kudos. It's like, like it's it's like you're it's like you're at Thanksgiving dinner, and you're trying Aunt Karen's potato salad and it tastes like shit <laughs> and then you gotta you got jump into grandma's fucking sweet potato pie or something you know to get that shit taste out of your mouth that's what they're doing to us right now we're still gonna remember Aunt Karen's fucked up potato salad <laughs> you could try to you could try to blend it with some other food next to it but we still know yeah. what it is yes oh man yeah yeah man that's real so I wanna ask this cause we're gonna get into the, the Wednesday Night Wars here soon but I want to ask this, with the way Raw, SmackDown, and, and Hell in a Cell went, this premiere week, quote-unquote, does the way that WWE handled, and I don't want to say the main roster, so I'll just say the brands, Raw, SmackDown, Hell in a Cell, does the way they handled themselves this week, does that affect your interest or your anticipation of NXT? Not at all. No. Nope. Tell me more. I was uh, actually, I'm not gonna watch Raw or SmackDown mm-hmm. for a couple weeks. So I'm gonna take a break from it. Yeah. I'm probably not. I'm probably not gonna watch it until after Survivor or the week of Survivor Series. Okay. Damn. And I'm just. I'm just gonna read about it because it's quicker. Yeah. And I'm. I mean, I'm not doing much when I'm watching those shows, anyways. But yeah. I'm not gonna. Waste my time watching those shows. If this is the product that they're going to feed us, yeah. And NXT is a whole other ball game, right? The reason I ask is because I mean they had the AEW chance, and now I mean week one AEW won the ratings. 
What's have that? we had any AEW chance though at NXT? I don't think we have. No, we haven't. We haven't. But the re- the reason I say it is because WWE, and we know, yes, the real competition to an extent is NXT, NXT and AEW, right? But NXT is under the WWE um- umbrella as a whole, whereas AEW just has the one show. And we've talked on this show multiple times. We've done this for almost two years. And we've talked about multiple times the idea of being whacked by association. I don't think they are. And I'm not sure that they are. The thing is, and I'm trying to avoid the feeling because I do know better, but because of the idea of whacked by association, because AEW is so new. Fresh. It's fresh. It's a fresh alternative. So even though NXT, so even though, right, so even though NXT is NXT, NXT has been around for years and it's under the the WWE umbrella, which they just can't fucking get right. Does AEW benefit, especially on the Wednesday, especially on Wednesdays, do they benefit from WWE blowing it the way they did? I do think they do. Mm-hmm. benefit on that part but I don't think it has anything to do with NXT mm-hmm. what the thing that I think about AEW and NXT is in, I, you can't really compare the two NXT has a, has a forever home at full sale mm-hmm. AEW is a traveling show every week mm-hmm. big stadiums I mean like cool arenas you know big lights shit like that so like they're they're not even the, they're not even the same. There's no comparing those two. I don't think at least like you. I I don't think you compare AEW and NXT at all, really. If there's any comparison, you're, it's going to be AEW versus SmackDown and Raw. Really? Just because they're both traveling. SmackDown and Raw are traveling shows, and they have the bigger setups and the bigger production shit like that. You know, and that's yeah, that's that's what I think. I think AEW compares to NXT because of exposure. Like AEW is still new, but it's also a lot more niche. Just like NXT is a lot more niche, just because of the style of wrestling that it is. WWE has monopolized. Has monopolized. They've turned it. They've turned pro wrestling into something else. You know what I'm saying? You can agree with me though, though, kind of. In which sense? I mean that like. I don't even like NXT. I mean, I wish it wasn't. I wish it wasn't under the umbrella of the WWE, mm-hmm. but it is unfortunately. And I mean, NXT is just a whole different world compared to Raw and SmackDown. Right. Right, and that's why I think, and that's why I think they compare a lot easier because NXT is still a niche product compared to Raw and SmackDown, just like AEW is. I get what you're saying. Um, the presentations are different, but the the visibility of them. AEW's had two shows, NXT's had two shows on USA, and the thing is, NXT has been around a lot longer, and somehow the and the ratings only mean but so much, especially nowadays in the 2010s. But they lost both Wednesdays to AEW. They did, but the rating that AEW's pulling in isn't comparable to a raw or smackdown just because of just because of visibility and what people believe pro wrestling is now the marketing has been great but what people believe pro wrestling is now is raw or smackdown and so for aw to be what they are 
Um, this is the type of product you got to get the lapsed fan back. The grown man who watched with his pop, he's got to get back into it. It's like, okay, what is this? And then bring his child into, okay, this is the pro wrestling I grew up on. My dad's, my dad's stoked for both NXT and AEW. Yeah. You know, right. seeing, like seeing the commercial for uh, NXT and seeing the commercial for AEW, he was like, what is that? Yeah, right. And he's fucking almost 60 years old, you yeah. know? <laughs> yep. It's, it's, it makes you feel again. It makes yeah, you feel again. Man. I mean, um, NXT and AEW, they both bring back, and, and now especially that NXT is on USA, um, fucking everybody's got USA, you know? Yeah. And... Like, it just brings it back to, like, the old school type of shit that the older cats, that's what got them into it back in the day, Mm -hmm. you know? The promos and the actual, like, the full-on hardcore good, like, not not hardcore matches and shit like that, but just the hardcore good fucking wrestling and putting matches together like they're supposed to be put together. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's what's going to get the older generation back in it. And I think think we do need a little bit of the older generation of fans back in it. For this shit to to keep going, um, I well, I shouldn't say keep going, but like, there needs to be different styles, man. There, need, there does need to be different alternatives. Another demographic to it, you know, people yeah. that like it, like the people that used to like it and they quit watching it for whatever reason. They did. We all had our reasons, you know. I stopped mm-hmm. watching WWF. I mean, I couldn't even tell you why I stopped watching it. But yeah. when we started watching it again back in the college days, I've been hooked ever since. Yeah. You know. And even yeah, but, comparatively, even in those times, um, it was still different. They were doing, I mean, they would do the co-host thing or the, the the guest host thing or what have you. But yeah, it's just before, and we've talked about this before, 20 years ago when they would reach out for mainstream acceptance, it just felt more natural. Uh-huh. Now, 20 years later, listen, like I said, I don't care about Cain Velasquez. I don't, I don't care about Tyson Fury. Um, but when Mike Tyson, when Dennis Rodman, when Carl Malone were, were doing whatever they were doing, it felt more organic and it felt more important. Yeah. I didn't feel patronized. I was. I didn't feel like I was ten. Like, I didn't feel still, like I was pressured to watch. Yeah, it didn't there feel. It didn't feel like such a desperate grab. It wasn't like you got to watch next week's episode. Like from, coming from the commentators, like you got to yeah. tune in next week to see what happens. You know, like, and we would always tune in anyways. But like now, it's just like I can't wait yeah. for next week. Speaking of man, we are two weeks in to. What people are dubbing the Wednesday Night Wars. Um, Without necessarily breaking down show for show, give me kind of like an around-the-box analysis of of presentation, of maybe excitement, of of just overall differences you're seeing with the shows. We'll start there. Um, Shit. Uh, I'm going to have you go first. Well, you know, the thing I noticed the most... um, well, there's a few things I noticed the most. And I'll stick with, you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll put it this way first. The lighting in AEW, like the shows compared to NXT, um, they look and feel more important. 
Whereas NXT, and I'm and I'm not mad at. It. I'm not saying NXT should change, but it has that that feel to it of you know um, this indie band made it big and they're determined not to change who they are. Um, I dig that. Yeah, I'm not mad at it, but AW as a show, when you just when you, you see the presentation, the crowd is so well lit, and it makes them. It makes them part of the show, and it makes the crowd look important. The way that they're lit, um, and it makes it come across a little more genuine when we hear how they get lit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Bars, puns intended. Um, so just as far as that aspect goes, I think that's an important one. Um, it 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 looks like a more important show, whereas NXT kind of has that feel of with the dark lighting. It doesn't seem. I don't want to say it's as important. Yeah, it's got a more of an underground feel. Yeah, 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 yeah. More of a fight clubish. Exactly, man. Yep, tell it. And like, and and that, and and I feel like that is one of the reasons that I think you can't even con- compare the two. Like the only thing, like AEW. I mean, well, in, okay, also, NXT has the wrestling, and not saying that AEW doesn't. AEW has the fucking wrestling, but they have the lights and the fucking the pyro and the crowd and yeah. and the numbers. Yeah, you know, and like AEW, I mean NXT is still at full sale. That's that's a little small university. Like that's where they're having the shows. You know, right. I don't think they're ever going to leave. And which that's fine with me. I, I like the feel of NXT. Mm. It feels. It feels organic, you know, but at the same time, I feel like AEW, and it might just be because it's new and it's fresh and it's something we haven't seen in a long time. Right. I feel like it's just as fresh and just as organic as NXT was when it first came on. Mm. Mm. Okay. And I mean, and, and you've been watching NXT from the get-go, from the start, right? Um, when it became much more of a phenomenon, sure. I probably came in around, um, I came in around Finn Balor's rise to the championship. Well, basically, basically the question is you've been, you've been watching longer than I have. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I mean, yeah, that first, that last Wednesday, oh my God, it was fucking awesome. Yeah. Fucking Finn Balor, shit, Champa, yeah. shit. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. And like, and I and I love how they don't need to use. I love how AEW. I mean NXT. I love how they don't need to use the same wrestlers every fucking night. NXT. Yes. Did they though? Let me see. Who wrestled on the first show? Um, Undisputed Era. Um, Adam Cole. Um, and they alternated because Roddy Strong was this past week. Uh, Cameron Grimes was on both, I believe. But no, you're right. For the most part, they didn't really repeat shows like that. Repeat actual stars like that, which does like what they do with like SmackDown and Raw with us every week, right? You know, right, right, right. It does speak to how many times I've watched Raw and be like, God damn, I feel like I'm watching last week's episode. (laughs) Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I um, as far as breaking down the shows go, so week one to me. And I know they're saying like this isn't counter programming. We were always on Wednesdays. It. You said what? I think it's a bunch, bunch of shit. shit. 
It felt like NXT was trying to book a mini takeover. Oh, yeah. With Fucking the egg. matches they had on the card. Yeah. If, I mean, it was like five title matches. And it felt like there was less actual storyline development that first week. Yeah, we got Finn Balor back. Yeah, Tommaso Ciampa came back. But it didn't really feel like they were advancing any real storylines. Except for, I mean, of course they have that. They had the, the main event, but... It didn't feel like it. Like I said, it felt like it was just dope match after dope match on paper to take you away from AEW. If if NXT was doing what Raw and SmackDown did, Finn Balor would have been on the second week. Hmm. No question about it. Yeah, he would have started the show. Right. So I I don't know, man. Um, I will give him this. It did seem like they were. They they progress stories a lot more in week two. Um, what I really you know what the, show uh, NXT is. Really? It, I was focused. I was focused on NXT first. Um, AEW AEW they they accomplished a lot more to me, but they also had to. So putting that work, they're digging deep. Yeah. So I mean, the first week they crowned a women's champion. Congrats to Rio. But they also progressed stories as far as, you know, Cody and Chris Jericho, um, as far as Pac and where Pac wants to go and wants to do as as a competitor. Um, the fucking six man tag where Moxley came back and him and Omega he put Omega through a glass table. <laughs> like he was just kicking in the VIP, put him through a glass table. Um, week two, where you got listen. Darby Allen is going to be huge for them. Yes. Riding on that fucking st- Oh, that man. Anymore. He's going right. to be huge for them. And I'm I'm, I'm, I'm with it. So is Jimmy Havoc, man. Jimmy Havoc's shit. Jimmy you know, Havoc, to, I, I, I'm, I, I'm not a... I like Darby Allen more. Yeah. But that was a good matchup. I mean, like, why not put both those dudes with the, basically the same style? Basically, I mean that was basically a heel versus heel match. We haven't seen a heel versus heel match. Oh no, in a long Darby time. Allen is Darby Allen's a pure babyface. You think he, so? He's just dark, but he's a pure babyface. He's small. Like he's small. He doesn't give <laughs> up, but he's crazy. That's where the heel aspect looks like. He's crazy as shit, but he's a straight I'm up babyface. Glad I said that. That's not. Yeah. I'm, I said I'm glad I said that just yeah. so you could elaborate on that a bit he, more. Oh yeah, he's gonna be one of their biggest. Ba- like I said, he's Jeff Hardy esque in the sense that he's an underdog and he's smaller than Jeff Hardy. He's small. Hardy- he no. Darby <laughs> Allen got it, man. Darby Allen has it. He's gonna lose to Chris Jericho next week, but he's going to look like a star. And Cody and them see it. Cody went to a draw with Darby Allen. True. Yeah, and, that was fire too. And this has been in the making. So he, so this, this how it'll go. He went to a draw with Darby Allen, which a did two things. It made Darby Allen look competent, made him look like a star. But b, it also showed that these young fast dudes can give Cody some problems. Because the same thing happened with uh, Sammy Guevara. Yep. And so. When Chris beats Darby Allen next week, Darby Allen's going to look great in a loss, but Chris also gets the chance to gloat to Cody that he beat the man that Cody couldn't beat. You heard it first here, people. Facts. 
So the stories that they're telling are, are, are intricate and they, they make fucking sense. So the storytelling aspect, they're establishing their characters, they're, they're building great stories. And man, before I, before I mention this, I love that they did the interview on the ramp a la Nitro. Oh, yeah. I, that was always that was just a fun touch to me. Um, but boy, they know how to book an ending like Nitro, too. That was peak Tony Schiavone. We got to go. The cameras are rolling. But we'll, we'll show you what happened next week. Last night's episode was so fun to watch end. It was amazing. It was fun, man. Yeah. I mean, it was like, what's going to happen next? I mean, like, dude, everybody in the crowd, including me, I wasn't in the crowd. I mean, everybody in the crowd and everybody sitting at home watching on their televisions, they were thinking MJF was going to fucking turn. But he did not. They're teasing that so well. Dude, they got to hold this off for like a year. (laughs) And they're like, because everybody's going to get behind MJF. And once he fucking turns, oh my God, he's going to be fucking great. Like he's gonna be a bigger heel than Jericho. Listen, man, they and they the got something. That Jericho here. hit was fucking phenomenal. Listen, <laughs> bro, <laughs> he did that it was all. outrageous. He did it all in that promo. I love Jericho. He single handedly yo. So he introduced the the faction. He put them all over on the microphone. He buried that We The People chant. Got Jake Hager over as Jake Hager. Jake Hager just stood there emotionless. Yeah, right, right, right. (laughs) And still shouted out Eddie Guerrero on his birthday. Jericho, man, listen. Say it again. He still got the list. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha. Well, he said that. Yeah, I don't know if it's the same thing, but yeah, he said that. Yeah, they're on the list. He referenced like, it. He referenced it. Yeah, and he did say "stupid idiot." Yeah, dude, I lost him for that one. Yeah. That was dude, that. That was always one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah, man. I guess you can say "shit" on TNT. Yeah, bro. So twenty nineteen. <laughs> and he called. And he called Darby <laughs> Allen a bitch. But um, yeah. So. To get to, I guess you know, to kind of address the question I asked a little bit ago, I'm trying to 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 know better, but between WWE fumbling on the one this past week, even though NXT is distinctly its own brand, it being under the WWE umbrella, combined with AEW and just how well they're coming off the block, it's only week two, of course. But how well they're coming off the blocks. I'm a little more excited for AEW. I am as well. So. And like, dude, like, dude, like, oh man, I hate to say it. Hmm. This past week at NXT didn't really do much for me. One thing. Well, you know what? You know what? Overall, overall, I'll give you that. Um, and like, and like I, I feel like it kind of goes back to what I was saying about, and this might be uh, trying to think of the right word. Um, fuck it. Um, but like just them not using the same characters over and over, which I love. I love to death. Right. You know, we're we're building new stories every week, but I'm pretty sure next week we'll go back from we'll go from next week. We'll go back to week one and probably build some stuff up from that. Yeah. 
like, dude, there was like the only match that did it for me this past week. Uh, I mean, NXT was Walter and Kushida. Really? Well, you know what? I um, I'd actually, I sh- and I feel weird about it. I'd actually forgotten about that match. Uh, maybe because I was caught up in the ending of AEW, but no, that was a great match. I want to give a shout-out two places, though. Um, Roderick Strong versus Isaiah Scott, formerly Shane Strickland. That was, that was a, a great... F- What's that? Uh, my, my bad. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say, that was a great coming-out party for, for, for Isaiah Scott. For them to, to... I mean, he was over because that crowd knows who he is, but for the crowd who didn't know who he is, that was a great TV match to let people know that he got some juice. He could um, go. He went... And then I definitely yelled at the top of my lungs, man, because uh, Rush Hive, we here, baby. I, I forgot about the Hive. That was fire, dude. We here, we baby. Dude, he came out of the gates on fire. Yeah, man. New Cruiserweight champion, man, Leo Rush. That was that was actually the first ever match I've seen from Leo Rush. Really? Okay. So and I I know you've been a fan. I know you've been a fan of him for a long time. A little while, yeah, yeah. Leo can go, man. I yeah, Leo can go. Yeah, yeah. Leo can go, man. It looks like Drew Gulak is actually going to Raw or SmackDown. I saw the draft pool. He's included in the draft pool. I didn't Um, draft pool. Yeah, I just saw it before we before we before we uh, launched tonight. There's actual draft pool. There was one person, and we're going to get to it later as we address the draft. There's one person I thought would be drafted whose name I did not see. But um, we'll, we'll see how that goes. We'll talk about it in a bit. I um, got to say, though, like, dude, like, you did, like, did you hear how quiet it was during the Bianca and Kai match? Crowd was kind of dead. Bro, that was the most dead crowd. Mm-hmm. I, there was people in the crowd that were trying to get some claps going. <laughs> and you knew they just weren't going anywhere. Yeah. And, like, I felt bad for him. I felt bad for Bianca and Kai. Like, That's real. Uh, dude. And then, like, for Kai to be like, yeah, I want the title. I want the title shot next. It's like, well, you kind of already had one. <laughs> Bianca, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my bad, yeah. It, you know what? A high key, and you know I fuck with Bianca Belair, but you're kind of right. Um, Dakota Kai. D- Dakota Kai just came back from a long from a long layoff with her injury. If you're trying to get Dakota Kai back over, then maybe Man. you want to give her a victory over a strong, strong character like the, uh, Bianca Belair, who, yeah, she lost a couple to Mia Yim, but also she lost to Shayna Baszler already. Wait, they could have had that go to, like, Bianca, or, well, I mean, Kai wins by DQ. At the least. You I know, know they want to focus on clean finishes, but yeah, but maybe so, maybe well, avoid maybe I, avoid pointing I, yourself in the corner. I I love that that they want to focus on clean finishes, but there's mm-hmm. some there's some stories that shouldn't be clean finishes. That could be told and, a different way, right? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. But yeah, Rush Hive, we here. Um, definitely glad to see. Uh, Leo Rush, man, come back in strong form. On the flip side, listen, man, it was hey, listen, man, it was a good night for blackness, dog. Yeah, y'all good night good. for blackness, man. Uh, <laughs> y'all, you people. Um, Isaiah Scott had a great showing. Leo Rush, uh, Bianca Belair, and on AW, man, the upset of the year, man. We had it planned out. We had it in mind. 
I will say this is because, I mean, I'm going to sound like a dickhead. I'm going to sound like that guy. After after the first week of AEW, I had a slight feeling that maybe we see Private Party win. But I wasn't fully, fully convinced, man. But this past night. Go ahead. <laughs> I got to redeem myself real quick. Yo, go ahead. You already know. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? <laughs> no, no, we'll go. Let's go. Let's keep rolling. <laughs> no, just I'm just you know, it, the 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 Bucks. I like I said, I was I, I'm very impressed. They could have easily just given themselves all the titles, and I'm sure that's something they had in mind, and that's something that they wanted to avoid because their star power is going to get a lot of people over. So Bingo. Kenny Omega, yeah, Kenny Omega's been on a losing streak. His redemption story is going to be great. Cody is just great with the theatrics overall. He's going to get this title shot. He's going to lose to Chris Jericho, but he's great with the theatrics. Young Bucks are the Young Bucks. They have the ability to, even though they're loved as baby faces, they're still heels a little bit. Like, they know how to be heels. And they're not to cut your throat a little bit. Yeah, and so they worked heel against Private Party in an effort to get Private Party over in such a fun tag match. Such a that's fun tag match. That, that's one of the things that I love about AEW. I mean, we only had two actual live shows, but anybody could be a heel. Anybody could be a good guy. Just depends on the show. It kind of depends. You know what? There, there's the shades of gray. MJF is clearly a fucking heel, but he got yeah. cheered out the ass when he didn't turn on Cody. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah I, yeah, next week, yeah. He had a moment. That was a huge – and JR even said he had a moment just then. Oh, yeah. That's a big moment for him. Uh, we'll see how they play off it, but that's a big moment for him. But going back to Buck's private party, that was such a fun tag match. And Great. we both had the Bucks in the finals. We had them both losing in the finals, but we had them in the finals. And we had private party losing in a great affair. They won looking great. They looked good winning, and the crowd was down for it. So, the, I'm pretty sure the crowd was like, like they had no idea the um, private party was going to win. Right, 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 right. And I feel like that's such a good swerve to do just how early we are in with AEW. Yeah. yeah. Like that, that proves right there that anything can fucking happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we've got a much more compelling tag division. Already in a much more compelling main event storyline. Um, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'm with it, man. I'm with it. Um, yeah, dude. Fucking. I mean, I don't like. I, I'm not picking between the two, but the one that I most enjoyed this past two weeks mm-hmm. was definitely AEW, and yeah. I think it was probably just because it was just a more. It was a fresher show, something we haven't seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. And and like I said earlier, uh, AEW is a traveling show. Full uh, NXT, they say it full sale. Yeah, you know we're we're getting, getting a, we're getting a different crowd every week with AEW. I hear you, I hear you. And and the crowd is just as much part of the show as the wrestlers are. I think. Yeah, like I said, and the way the show is lit too, it, it makes that much more apparent. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there there's two great fans. And NXT has great fans. AEW has great fans. Hmm. Yeah, man. It's 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 a great time to be alive, man. Um, but uh, AEW was a great show. Fun tag match between Cody and uh, not Cody, 
Dustin and Hangman Page versus uh, Jericho and Guevara. Nice way to end the night. Plus the heat, all the heat. Um, how how that night ended. Darby Allen rolling down on, on a skateboard to <laughs> handle business. Um, even before that, man, John Moxley had his first match on on AEW on TNT. Uh, good showing with Sean Spears. Are you a fan of John Moxley now? Um, considering where he came from, talk, I know, and, how, I know yeah. how you feeling about him whenever he was in WWE. And we talked about it before. Um, he became the that person became a lot more compelling once he became John Moxley. The Dean Ambrose character was dead to me years ago. That's what I'm um, asking. Right, 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 right. The Dean Ambrose character was dead to me years ago. Which I, I, you listen. Go back on any episode of the of of the hard camera, and you'll and you'll hear that. Um, but no, I'm gonna give John Moxley his props. He's compelling. He's compelling. He's a compelling character. Um, in the sense too, adding in a little wrinkle with with his feud with Kenny Omega, um, adding Pac into the feud. Like that. Are you thinking we're gonna get a triple threat match? That would be one hell of a triple threat match, dude. One hell of one. <laughs> Bro, that broomstick? Bro, barbed wire broomstick? That's hard. Like, I thought I thought Kenny was going to toss him the broomstick. Bruh. He said, nah, bro, you take the bat. That's hard, man. <laughs> A barbed wire broomstick is so hard. But I like the wrinkle that they added. Because, I mean, Moxley, this is a babyface and babyface feud, right? Yeah. Moxley has shades of gray, but it's a babyface, babyface feud. Whereas, he does not fuck well, he don't fuck with nobody, but he definitely does not fuck with Kenny Omega. However, the baby face in him isn't going to allow him to pick up the pieces off Pac's scraps. Bingo. Like, he looked like, at Pac like, like, yo, you're fuck? in my business. Like, fuck out of my way. Like, let me and him handle our business. What the fuck are you doing here? So I like that aspect of it. Like there's, a, there's still he don't fuck with him. There's a hint of respect to who he is, and there's a hint of dignity and decency within him. That's like, yo, like, I gotta handle my business. It could have went two ways this past Wednesday, and it went the way I'm pretty sure everybody wanted it to go with him being like, "Fuck you, dog." <laughs> I have to help me. Right. 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 I'll fuck both you niggas. <laughs> I will pay my ass in here. <laughs> I was gonna say that. Ain't no one whip my ass. <laughs> oh, you niggas can get it. Yeah. Man, I haven't oh, heard that God. shit since high school, man. <laughs> That's crazy. Lordy, 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 Yo, lordy. He said, it whoop all you niggas. Y'all gonna talk like that? He said, it whoop all you niggas in here. No, nobody's ever pipe up. Bruh, I'm saying. It's like, here this guy goes again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Dead ass, man. Holy shit. Any more, uh, any more takeaways from AEW? We've, we're still building, uh, we're building up the Britt Baker character. Uh, her Bia Priestley, uh, Britt Baker takes on Riho next week, which should be fun. It should be a good one. Um, yeah. Yeah, any other takeaways from uh, from AEW? I can't wait to see more. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it, it's bringing it back, and I mean, like... It's fresh, if, man. Yeah. If you, were, if you were, like, an original fan of this wrestling shit, 
like this is what you should watch and not not trying to take away anything from NXT it's just it's just the production and like like I said it's a road show with these guys and it's it's arenas and it's it's that's why I can't can that's why I can't compare AEW and NXT mm. just because like the scale of the shows that's that's right there is exactly why I can't compare the two yeah yeah, I hear you. I hear. You. I I see your reason. I see your reason. Um, like I said, I know. I I would say both. Say again. I didn't expect AEW to come out this hard swinging. No. I mean, like I expected to come out hard, but like I didn't. I didn't expect to come out here with these fucking haymakers. <laughs> I knew they had to swing for the fence, man. They couldn't come out. They couldn't come out bullshitting. Um, eventually, I mean, of course, it's two weeks in. We'll see how they are three months in. But like, this is the fun part of it right here. Like, dude. like the the waiting game of this is the funnest part. Actually, yeah, man. The the they planting the seeds and it's it's already sprouting, man. And they know how to they 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 took all the best parts of WCW, but upped the upped the wrestling quality, lowered the ridiculousness of the last couple years of WCW, and right. put a 2019 twist on it. Bro, I'm waiting on the. I'm waiting on all gear. Yeah, 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 full gear. Yep. Like, yeah, full gear. Yep, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. But, but like this is like, dude, full gear is going to be outrageous. Yeah. Yep. I mean, like from the way they've started out, like if we thought all out and all in was fucking bonkers, I feel like full gear is going to be out of this fucking they world. They got and they got to swing. They're fucking dude. They're in Chicago. November 27th, the goddamn day before fucking Thanksgiving. You know that show is going to fucking crack. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's Blackout Wednesday. Dude, yeah. That's Black Wednesday. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's what a a great time, man. Wednesday Night Wars. I have my dual screen, dual screening. I got to figure out how to do that shit, because I think I'm going to do that on my television. Oh, yeah. We'll chat. We'll chat off the air. Yeah. Um, I mentioned the WWE press conference. We kind of know. I mean, we kind of imagine it's going to be Lesnar, Velasquez, um, Strowman, and Fury. Um, so we can move on from that. We got the draft, man. Two night event coming up. First night of the draft is tonight on Fox. Um, they're literally going to have executives from USA and Fox make the picks. Um, I don't know if you saw the news today. I, you know what? We don't need any more. We don't need any authority figures on Raw and SmackDown. No. So I'm. I don't. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Um, if I don't know if you saw the news today that the first match to determine the first pick of the draft is uh, Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns. Whoever wins earns the first pick for uh, their respective show or that respective show. These guys haven't fought each other since 2017. It's been a few years, man. Yeah. Like I was hoping for, I was hoping this would get held off until Mania. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But um, I mean, I guess. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Oh, a quick one-off match six months away from Mania. We'll see. We'll see how we. We'll see how much we remember it six months from now. Very true. <laughs> So, There's a lot of smoke in between then. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, we set on a little endeavor. Uh, 
we initially, and you can still pick your five if you want to, we initially were going to pick five people that were going to Raw, five going to SmackDown. I ended up picking three people who were going to switch shows from each. Uh, you ended up picking five, right? Yes, correct. Who are your five that are going to Raw? My five that are going to Raw, and some of them stay. Mm-hmm. That's part of my picks. Um, I got Braun, Alistair, Seth, Becky, and Gable. Chad Gable. You think he's going to get more of a sustained look, or are they just going to keep doing the shorty thing and sporadic, sporadic image? I fucking hope he does, man. That guy can go. Mm-hmm. That guy's awesome. I wasn't a big fan of him uh, whenever he was in the tag team with the um, shit. Um, Benjamin. Bingo, yeah. yeah. I thought American Alpha had a lot more range to it, and we haven't seen Jason Jordan in about a year. But uh, well, yeah, a, year, a year and a half now. I don't think he's coming back. But um, name your five. Uh, name your five going to SmackDown. Uh, okay, uh, Reigns, Bray, mm. Sharp. Okay. Kofi and Orton. Okay. Played it kind of safe there, but yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, I didn't pick any champions because I figured SmackDown wins champions. Let's be honest here. Did, did you go off the roster, like off the list that was the pool? Um, No. I didn't look okay. at that. I had already made my picks beforehand. Um, There's one I took off once I didn't see his name, but I already made my picks. I was trying to think, man. It was just like fuck, like, th- like that's t- like, tough decision. I mean, it's yeah. tough. Like, no to even think of like ten yeah. prominent wrestlers like that are on both shows. You know, I mean, like because like we like I just named ten of them. Those were the main cats, right? On right, right, right. Shows right. Now, basically, that's real. <laughs> that's real. I got uh so my three acts. And I stress acts because one is a tag team. My three acts, I believe, who will be on Raw. Uh, first off, man, Randall Keith. You going to Raw? I think Randall Keith is going to Raw. Raw dog. Um, you know who else is going to Raw? Man, he just finished up a story. We're going to see where, where his direction goes now. Uh, Daniel Bryan. Hmm. I think I even think that Yeah, I think he goes to Raw. Um, I'm interested to see him go go to Raw and and, and make some waves. Um, and then finally, we want the smoke. I think the Street Profits get drafted to Raw. Better if they're on SmackDown. Why is that? SmackDown's being built as the more sports show. I mean, I, mean, mm, I don't get it. Well, I, mean, I know. I no. I mean, actually, when I just said that, I just kind of. I I believe you. Yeah. I um. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't know. I just. I kind of see them just going to going to raw. Um, I'm. St- I'm always so worried about tag teams going from fucking NXT to the main roster. I'm worried about everybody coming from NXT to the main roster. Like, dude, we've got, like, the biggest push we've got from anybody, any tag teams from the NXT roster to the main roster is the War Raiders, and they are just not finally getting pushed from being on the main roster for about a year now. Yeah, they're just not figuring it out. That's real. I mean, AOP, I know you weren't a fan of those guys. 
I know one of them was injured. I like this whole. Uh, uh, I like this whole. This whole twins from Breaking Bad thing they got going on. I dig that too. Those dudes were solid. Yeah, man, they got the skull. They got the skulls on the tip. Are of you boots. stuck for the movie? Kind of getting. Oh, off that drop. That drops right. Uh, El Camino. Yeah. I'm. I'm sure I'll check it out one of these days. Yeah. I'm sure I'll check it out. Fun little Sunday movie to watch when there ain't no pay per view on or something. Yeah, and I am free this Sunday, I think. So yeah, I might check it out. Um, subject, but you yeah, said it. No, that's fine. Um, my three going to SmackDown. That blue hair is made for SmackDown. If she comes back, Sasha Banks. Yeah, she's definitely coming back. I hope she does. I mean, they're talking about a back injury. Nah. Should be all right. Sasha Banks is going to SmackDown along with Ricochet. Ricochet is SmackDown. Ricochet has SmackDown written all over him. He's going to SmackDown. I see it. Along with the return of Drew McIntyre. Fuck. I completely forgot about Drew. Nah. Drew's going to SmackDown, too. I agree with you on yeah. that. Yep. Ain't okay. my pick, but yeah, I agree 100%. They all need a little yeah, a little bit of a boost. I like that Bray pick you made. Um, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that happening, him going to SmackDown. Um, I would need to see, you know, and them talking about being more of a sports show, you know, maybe, maybe not. Like, maybe they'd still do some of the more Hollywood stuff on Raw, which would be, you know, The Fiend type stuff. But it's too early to tell, so I I, I like the pick. Um, the guy who I was thinking about, whose name I didn't see, so I took him off my list. Um, a Matt Riddle. Shit, no, dude, he's got way too much time left in NXT. Does he go? What's he do next? Oh no, boy! I don't want him to go to the main rush because they got new. That real shit. Dog, please don't go. That match that he had with Adam Cole was fucking outrageous. It was. It was. It was amazing. Yeah. That's real. We didn't even talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. First match of the new era. Yeah, you're right. Um, But yeah, I'd, I'd consider Matt Riddle. I didn't see his name anywhere, so I took him off my list. But, you know, we'll have him out there. We'll put him on the recording. (laughs) <laughs> that could get him. Oh shit, yo! Yeah, man. That could get him with Brock and with Brock. Good, he could. Ah, uh, I know he's been talking shit. Yeah, he he been broing out here. He been broing. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, so yeah, man. Anything else in the week that was, or the two weeks that was? I'm very happy to be a wrestling fan nowadays. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. We've been we've been touting it for months now. We've been waiting for these days. Um, more and more news came out, the more and more excited we got, man. Absolutely. Like this is this is just something like even like even my cousin came into work the other night. He was like, Man, I seen they have SmackDown on, on Fox. Like, <laughs> like and like this is after like even in my Snapchat group this past the first time they had it on Fox, this guy was like, "It's like, dude, I've been watching SmackDown on Fox," 
And he's like, it feels like WCW back in the day. Oh, and he's like, I haven't watched him forever. And yeah. like, it's it's cool that they're back on Fox. And I, I dig it. I, I hope more people get into it. And I hope more people actually admit that they like this shit. <laughs> whatever your niche is, whatever you're looking for, it is Love here it. to be found. Love it. I mean. It is here to be found. I guarantee, I guarantee the person that you're talking to and and you're thinking, oh, they're going to make fun of me for watching wrestling. They've got something more fucked up going on with them than about watching wrestling. <laughs> Be honest with yourself and enjoy what the fuck you enjoy. Yeah, man. The shit is life. Whatever your niche is, it is out here. Whatever you're looking for in that ring on your screen, in some variation, it is out here for you. So. Enjoy what you enjoy, man. Yeah, man. So man, we're uh, we know we talked about we talked about expanding. We talked about Spotify, the new Instagram page. Uh, so we utilized the Instagram page to do a little Q and A. Oh no we shit! Decided to uh, expand a little bit more in the show to include some uh, include to get get some cues for us to a um, cues from the people, man. A's from us. Uh, so we're going to aid him. We're going to aid him cues, man. We got a few questions, dog. Um, coming straight from the instant grams, man. Uh, let's get to it. First off, Born King Supreme. Shout out to you, bro. He asked, and we asked too. We wanted to make sure we, we were clear. Ask us anything. Yeah, fuck yeah. Ask us anything. It doesn't have to be about wrestling. It could be about wrestling. It could be about life. It could be about anything. Hit us on the Instagrams at the hard camera. Ask us anything. Born King Supreme asks, what is the greatest hip-hop song ever? Ren, you want, Ren, you want to take this one? You want to take this one? I mean, I mean I'm mean, <laughs> i trying to... I, I'm sitting in a room full of heavy metal flags right yeah. now. You know? It's so but, I mean, like, but I mean, my favorite rapper... Is Project Pat? Uh, yeah, I did know this. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I know you knew this. Pata, Pata. I mean, but like, I don't, I don't really necessarily categorize Project Pat as hip hop. I mean, I don't know. I mean, to to answer that very briefly, hip hop is the big like when you did an outline in school. Hip hop is the big capital I. And rap is the letter A for me. For gotcha. me, uh, no, no, you're right. But to answer it, that's a great question. Again, shout out to you, bro. Appreciate it. Um, that's a great question because you got to start. You can start by picking a great artist and then go with maybe their greatest song, right? So you can start I, I at did, first. Thinking that. Say it again. <laughs> I just think of that. <laughs> well, you know, and and that's and it's an in depth thing too. So I mean, you could start with like Jay Z and maybe go Hard Knock Life or Ninety Nine Problems to an extent, right? Hard Knock Life putting him on the map as far as a viable mainstream artist. Ninety Nine Problems, um, extending, you know, extending to the pantheon of of the storytelling he told there, um. You pick a, a cat like Eminem, you go maybe Stan or Lose Yourself, the great storytelling in Stan, the anthem aspect of Lose Yourself. 
with Pac, you go, you know, Dear Mama or California Love or, you know what I mean, Dr. Dre got G-Thing. Uh, Ghetto Boys got Mind Playing Tricks on me. These are all viable hip-hop classics. But then, too, it becomes a matter of, you know, era bias. Like, does it matter when it was released? Like, I think it you think well, it does? I, I think, well, I mean, well, no, no, it doesn't. Well, it's it, a matter. It, it, I, I think it matters what type of like what you like. Well, and you know, on top of it too, like the the songs I mentioned just then, right? The newest song I mentioned just then from that short list, the newest song from two was from two thousand three. So that doesn't take into account, you know, the new cats, the Kendrick Lamars. The J. Coles, the Drakes, who were influenced by those artists and are influencing the new artists now. But it also doesn't take into account the late 80s who influenced the songs that I did mention. Um, Bingo. So for me, it kind of comes down to it like this. And it's just like wrestling to tie it around. It's just like wrestling. The 80s, the 80s set the tone as far as the mainstream appeal, right? It being at least a viable mainstream option. You had Hulk Hogan. You had Run DMC, right? <laughs> you, you know? So the the 80s appeal, or the, the, the mainstream appeal in the 80s. And, and the edges of the subject matter, as far as how depth the lyricism could go, as far as what people like to talk about. But the 90s... Was hard. The 90s exploded with both. Like it exploded between the mainstream appeal and the subject matter. They just both expanded so far. And so now in the 2010s, again, we're talking rap and wrestling. They go hand oh. in hand. In the 2010s, um, and you know, maybe it's just us being old jaded fans, but even within the ring, like with the ring, we were talking about. Overexposure, whether it's weapons or stipulations, we're talking about overexposure, and I think that's what we also see in the music in the 2010s. Not that there are necessarily any new ideas, but a certain disposability, even if there is high quality stuff, there's a certain forgetful nature to it because things are just kind of overexposed. Very true. Um. So to answer the song. Or to answer the question, the greatest hip hop song ever to me, the answer is "Juicy" by Big Notorious B.I.G. Okay. Um, because we talked about the '90s being the '90s, right? The explosion of mainstream appeal and subject matter. Juicy. Is like to to an extent, it's the story of hip hop in a song. It's coming from the bottom, and now you at the top. Within them three verses, you know what I'm saying? I got you, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. You know what I'm saying? Like when I was I dead broke, man, I couldn't picture this. You know what I mean? Like so, it was yeah. I actually, I actually did have an idea for the best song that mm-hmm. I could 
think of, the best yeah. track I could think of. But and it was it, Bone Thugs, bro. No, I'm stopped. No, 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 no. It actually was. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. That, it, was, it, was, it was still Dre. Greatest song? I mean, from what I could think of, from my personal, yeah. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah I see what you mean. Um, but I mean, it's coming from a guy, this is coming from a guy, from myself, that hasn't actually, like, dug deep into rap or hip-hop. Into the culture itself, yeah. Dug deep? I mean, well, yeah, I never even dug deep into it, but, like, the last I've even looked up was probably, like, Yo Gotti Cocaine Music 6. <laughs> like, like, when Chief Keef was getting hot. I was never a fan of that shit. Uh-huh. But, like... I mean, Project, like I said, Project Pat was always my fucking favorite. You know that. I mean, That's I'd all. pick you up in the Lincoln with the subs, with the two Memphis 12s <laughs> in the back. Just blasting nothing but 3-6 Mafia and Project Pat. Oh, another thing, yeah, yeah. about our story about uh, the wedding coming up. Man, I'm trying to get some people to skip out on that shit. Yeah. <laughs> on the wedding? On the wedding. Of which you're an usher for? And I'm an usher. Uh, for which you have a dance portion to complete. For which I have a dance portion to complete. For which the this hot. is a this is an actual friend of yours in real life. For an actual real life friend, not no internet friend. Okay. <laughs> okay. Tell me more. To, I just want to clear that up. To, to drive down to Memphis, Tennessee, and go see the original Three Six Mafia perform with DMX and Bone Thugs and Harmony. Oh shit! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm no, I'm still trying this. <laughs> Listen, don't do don't skip on your guys' wedding for that. Okay. <laughs> I, I seen see. they all had a couple. They they have the nosebleed seats left at the uh, at, at the concert. You know how much they cost? How much? Thirty six dollars and sixty six cents. <laughs> yeah, I I'm no, I'm not gonna let you talk more about it. Moving forward. <laughs> <laughs> Moving forward Appreciate you bro Appreciate the question I'm going with Juicy by Big The second question To an extent Kind of ties into a point I was making with the first one uh, It's another rap question Lily asks Are these new rappers Longevity rappers Our generation would say no But the new generation Could still be vibing to it 15 years from now What is the disconnect In the music Are we Or are we just The older people That just don't understand anymore um, let me ask you this, Randy, because a little bit ago you mentioned, you know, being a fan of Pat, but only being a fan, but so much of it. Because we, on the show, we talked about the little brother Chitlin Circuit 1.5 vinyl you got. Still um, got it. Of, 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 of all the vinyls you had, you still got that one. What is it, um, what made you, personally, what made you not listen to rap like you did before? Uh, I don't know, man. I just feel like I needed something new in my life. Mm-hmm. And, like, and like I got back in. Like, before I listened to rap, I listened to punk rock. Yeah. And, like, punk rock was shit. You know what I'm saying? I love punk rock. And then I got into rap. And I love rap, too. And I, love, I mean, basically, like, 3-6 Mafia, Hematized Mind, shit like that. That's all I would fucking listen to. Mm-hmm. And then I got back into punk rock when I moved back where I live now for the first couple of years. And, um, I, I, I feel like I'm getting off subject here. Um, 
What made you listen? What made you not listen to rap as much? You said you just needed something in your life. Like, I think I'm just, I, I think the drive. Like, I just needed like more like bass, like more drum. Like, I don't know. Like, it's weird to talk about. I don't know. Like, nobody's that. Nobody's actually ever asked me that question. Yeah. And what like there was really nothing that made me stop listening to rap. Mm-hmm. It's just I kind of found something new that was just as gnarly and greasy as what you were as the ty- as a style of rap you were into. Yes, exactly. Yeah, gotcha. because like I mean, because fuck, I mean, four years ago, and I know that sounds like a long time to probably most of you guys listening. But I had a couple of my bros come down, and we went down to Nashville, and we went to the fucking Mad Decent Block Party, and we went and seen Project Pat fucking live. <laughs> <laughs> We're front row. Yeah. Up in that bitch. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> so basically, it was just a new, different kind of grittiness that spoke to you a little more versus just overall rap itself, which kind of does speak to rap itself. To like, I mean, like, like, I remember, like, I talked to, like, one of my bros from back home, and like, there's a band called fucking Butthole Surfers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they play show. This is when Project Pat was in prison. They wear sh- shirts, free Pat. Right. 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 You know. I mean. So, I mean, so like, I, I, I kind of feel like this gutter rap that I love kind of goes with heavy metal. Okay. I you know what that. I mean? I can see that. I can see that. So I. That's kind of universal. I feel like in that aspect, like I can see that. I feel like I feel like Pat could throw on some metallic and be like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> and I you feel know? that. I feel that. I think that. Um, and let me preface this by saying that in my old age of thirty-one, I'm definitely um, more and more interested and excited by R&B releases. I think that R&B. Was that what you originally planned on listening to when you first got into it? Got it. What do you mean? Like hip hop. Well, I mean, taste evolve. Taste do evolve, right? Because I, like, mean, I mean, like, you expect yourself to be listening to more R and B than hip hop. And it's way too. Yeah, no. I mean, you never had those expectations as exactly. a twelve-year-old child. Um, but I mean, you know, tastes change. I feel like. Well, you know, on one hand, it's easier to convey certain emotions with with R and B. I just like the smoothness of it, um, and even in in the in the rap side, that my favorite rapper is is Brooklyn to the heart, Brooklyn to the core, right? So he doesn't necessarily encompass that smooth sound I talk about when I say I like the smooth sound. Um, I've never listened to him. He's he's a bit gritty, I think. Gr- gritty. I mean, and there's a smooth jazz aspect. But even the jazz aspect is still gritty. East Coast and gritty. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, but for the most part, I, I'm anticipating more R&B releases. I think that has to do with some of my just taste evolving. Um, but the thing is, as far as these newer rappers, as of today, rap, or rather the participants, the new rappers, much more than ever see it as just a business as likes on the instagram or social media type aspect type deal right they see it as just a business they see it as the quick way to get a couple bags and then move on to and then move on to 
the next the next lick. I don't know. Works. I don't know <laughs> that the artistry is there like it was when we were growing up. Like, so I, do you feel like? My bad to cut you off. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say I don't feel like it's the I don't feel like we're the old people in the club who don't understand. It's because back then, you know, growing up, I was listening. I mean, Dr. Dre, two thousand one, and my mom was like, "I don't know if I like you listening to all this cussing." Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, they was cussing, but was there was beautiful. still the artistry and the song making, whereas. You could tell, like back then, you could tell that it was within them. Whereas now, like I said, it's more of a business now, to where you don't feel the same sincerity in a lot of these cats who caught a quick song and got lucky off it going a certain way, right? A lot uh, of people that quick song and they're riding on that. Exactly, exactly. It's not about the artistry of it all. The longevity so, and making so, a career, so, it's how quick you can get that quick buck and flip so, it into something else. Um, what were you going to ask me? Um, shit, I can't remember. It's all good. It's all good. But no, to answer the question, no, we're not the old people in the club. And it's 50-50 on who's actual longevity rapper. It's just, like I said, a lot of the rappers now are the the quick hits they're intended to be one hit wonders i can i can i can answer to that hmm and then that and this then this question actually goes just back to fucking it goes it goes to heavy metal back in the day mm-hmm. putting demo tapes out yeah and putting that one song out and if you and if you get signed if you, if you get some play well that's all we got to do yeah you know and and it, and it gets stale if that's the way you want to think about it. Yeah. And even back then, the demo tape, you had to have songs, uh, plural. Back like, then, they tape trading was the thing. Yeah, right, right, right. But you had to have, even the demo tapes, you had to have complete bodies of work. Like, one song wasn't going to get it done. Well, you had a four-track demo. You had to least. let cats know that you could make multiple songs, yeah. So... It's the the business has changed in the sense that everything is just so much more disposable now. It's the same music is the same as you know, TV in the sense that the margin for error is a lot shorter. So there's so much TV to watch where you gotta you 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 can't you afford to. And, well, no, they gotta take our attention fast. because well, we got so many options, we can go to the next thing. We don't gotta pay attention. Because I mean, we got another option. If something catches your ear, though, you you pay attention to it. That's that's what I was meaning. If what? If something catches your ear, yeah, you pay attention. But that's the thing. I mean, it has to catch your ear. Yes. Yeah. I so, got a question for you. Yeah. How many new rappers or uh, new people in hip hop like that are underground? Do you do you listen to? Um. Like new up and coming, like that nobody's heard of, type of shit. You know what I mean? And I think the question like, like, too is like, what constitutes as new? Like, how many years is active? Well, um, I mean, like, like, how fresh is it? Like, is it mainstream or like has anybody else heard of it? Type you, of shit. You know what I mean? And that you know what deciphering underground and mainstream was so much easier fifteen years ago. 
because the niches are different. Like in the in these these pockets of the internet, you can go to your pocket of the internet and find everything you need. Yes. So the idea of underground and mainstream is is a very antiquated, very outdated idea. Um as far as as far as new rappers, I'll put it this way. There's only certain rappers I get excited for or anticipate like that. So Boy, Sky, Sky Zoo just dropped, yeah. Little Brother just dropped. Um I find myself being more interested in J. Cole than I was these last X amount of years. Um, Wale is about to drop, and these are all established acts. That's what I was just gonna say. You know, these are all established Boy, acts. You haven't just like hopped on YouTube and like oh, seen one yeah. of their suggestions. No, no, no. Hear me out. Hear me out. Like you haven't just like hopped on YouTube and like scrolled down the first page on YouTube and like seen something that looked cool and like clicked on it and checked it out and dug it. No. No. That's that's I, the difference. Yeah. Like, that's the difference between like rap and like hip hip hop and heavy metal. Mm-hmm. Like I have like, and I've always been kind of against that. Like going on YouTube, like just scrolling on the main page, and, like seeing something that looks cool and checking it out. And I've done that more in the past six months, and I've got a list of bands. Yeah, that like I got to check out just yeah. because they put out some fucking fire, and they're not signed or nothing. You know and what I mean? See, I mean, on top of that too, I want to say, and that's just me speaking for myself. Cause I don't really mess with streaming sites. Cause I mean, you could pick one song on a streaming site and then the next change, song, change the whole shit. say it again, change the whole thing. When that next song comes well, on. Yeah. You just pick a song and then just whatever happens to be next from via whatever algorithm that could be the next hot new person that you just stumbled upon. It's just me myself. I don't really mess with streaming uh, streaming sites, so that's just me missing out. Um, you ought to try it. I mean, sure, probably, sure. Um, I mean, like, I'm telling you how to listen to music, but I mean, like, course, I found, of course. I mean, and our genres of music that we listen to are 100 percent different. But I, mean, I still yeah. got them roots a little bit, you know. Yeah. But and, like, that's. I mean, like I said, that's how I found some of my fucking new favorite bands that yeah. haven't even been signed yet. And on top of it, too, like, my listening just over the years, I mean, just, just as an example. So back in the day, I would find new music because I was actively searching. I would go to epinions.com and just find music reviews for stuff that I just wanted to hear. I'd listen to that. i catch a feature from somebody. Then i go listen to their stuff. I catch a yes. feature and go listen to their stuff. Catch a feature, listen to their stuff. Whereas nowadays, I'm much more of a podcast listener, and I got it's, my artists that I go to. But I'm much when I'm driving, I'm typically listening to podcasts. Heavy metal, heavy metal, and hip hop are like so different on that aspect, right there. Just because, like, I'll I'll, I'll see like a heavy metal festival, and I'll go through the whole lineup. Like, I don't, I never heard of that band, mm-hmm. and I'll check them out. You know, oh, I will look at the poster and and not trying to take nothing away from hip hop or anything like that. But like, there's, I mean, to be honest, there's, there's no hip hop festivals. Oh no, that's no, that's not no, that's not true at all. Yeah. Oh, 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 well, tell no, me no, about that's it. not true at all. And like I said too, I'm also speaking on just for myself and my listening habits. So I'm not as apt and prone to go search for new stuff um, because a, just what my listening habits are now, and b. 
maybe I've aged out of that a little bit to where I'm just not looking for the hot new thing anymore. Uh, but no, there's no, no, no. Hip hop, there's always, there's always something going on. There was a festival in city I used to live in like three weeks ago. It was like a two day. It was like a two day. It might have been like a day. Um, I figure if it was one day or two, I think it was one day, but it was headlined by um, Griselda Records. Well, well, my main question is, did you check out any of those artists that were on the bill? No. No. <laughs> that's okay. No. And that, like I, I mean, said, and like I said, that, that, it's, that's the listening style. Exactly. Yeah, like, like I said, that's a matter of me. That's just a matter of my listening yep. and, and how I've evolved. Um, so I'm speaking for me personally, but no, as, as far as, as far as hip hop goes, it's, it's ever growing and you can always find what you're looking for. If you're looking for, it. if you know how to look and if you want to look, you can find something. There's always going to be something. Um, Heavy metal and hip hop kind of the same. They've got the, yeah, they've got the similarities in that, in that regard. So, uh, but no, just me. I, yeah, no, I'm, I'm comfy. I'm comfy in my box. <laughs> I'm I don't know, man. It might it might be a corn cop thing to say, hmm. but like it's just always cool, like telling somebody about like a new artist, sure that they've never like like when I tell somebody about like a new band that they've never heard of, and they're like, I've never heard of them. It's like, oh shit, yeah. tight. Like nobody it's, else knows about this. For <laughs> me, for me, and I've always been like that too. But for me nowadays, <laughs> if it's gonna be an artist, it'll probably be an R and B artist first before it's a rapper. That's even better. Sure, sure. But as far as that goes, as far as me personally, it'll probably if I'm more excited about a new artist, it'll probably be an R&B artist um versus versus a rapper, but that's just me. Um but yeah, man, let's push forward, man. We got one more question. Got you. We got one more question. Shouts to Lily, thank you. Uh Juicy J XO asks. Shouts to you, sis. Happy birthday. Happy late birthday. He told me to tell you happy birthday. Because <laughs> he told me a happy birthday, dude. So happy hey, birthday. We telling the world. <laughs> what advice would you give to your 13-year-old self? You ain't going to make me do this first, are you? I am. All right. Well, my, my dad told me back in the day, there's three things that matter in this world. 150s. And oh, big ass titties. Holy shit! <laughs> I'm just fucking with y'all. Calendar green. <laughs> Get in between those titties. Joker. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. Like my, my whole thing. Like if I if I was to tell my 13 year old self something, like the main thing that I would tell him is dude have fun mm-hmm. have fun with this life because you're only gonna get one of them we all fuck up we all fuck up never never ever think that you're not gonna fuck up because everybody else fucks up we mm-hmm. all fuck up it's okay to fuck up it happens it's the way you learn mm-hmm. be smart mind your money that's a big thing be money savvy. Um, wait to speak. Hold your tongue. Listen first. Always listen first. And and at the end of the day, I'm gonna go back to what I first said. Have fun. Mm. It's a journey out here, and, and it don't matter. It don't. It, 
we're all gonna die one of these days. I, I would rather go to the grave all beaten and tattered and say, fuck, that was a hell of a ride than go to the fucking grave all fucking like a goddamn Barbie doll. <laughs> Rendall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, fucking a, yeah, Rendall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of, uh, I'm trying to think of what I knew at 13 versus what I may have thought I knew at 13. I was afraid of smoking weed at 13. Yeah. So yeah. yeah well, <laughs> shit, me too. I wouldn't say scary, but I, I hadn't. Oh, I was terrified. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. Um, <laughs> I, uh, what would I tell myself, man? Cause I was, uh, I had to get, I had to get very comfortable within myself at a young age. Um, for reasons that, you know, I, actually we talked about earlier in the show. Um, mm, I would say don't be afraid to leave and go see some stuff. Um, respond, don't react. I think, I think we agreed on that one right there. Yeah. Listen first, act later. Um, do good. Be good. Be good. Oh, man. Ain't nothing wrong with being shy as far as romance goes. Because you're going to pick up a lot of uh, doing too much too soon. You're going to blow it too soon. And I don't even necessarily mean, like, babies. But I mean... Not even on you. Like, and I... I oh, shit. My bad. I'm, my bad for interrupting your shit. Well, I mean, your mistakes go with you. So if you make a mistake early, I mean, that shit goes with you. So don't be, yeah, don't be afraid. Don't, don't, don't let your shyness think that you're missing out on something because there's time. Um, learn yourself because learning yourself helps you learn others. Um, Eat your leafy greens, man. Do your fucking stretches, man. And, and drink your water. Drink your fucking water. And don't watch porn with your boys. That's gay. That gay. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't gay. I know watch that, some, dude. Watch some sex workers. Oh, my God. Get to work. <laughs> Yo. I want to thank y'all for pressing play, man. This has been one hell of an episode, episode 49 of The Hard Camera. Big Grin, let them know how they can reach you on the social media zone. Shout out to everybody who sent us questions. This is something we're going to try to do uh, every episode. We'll probably try to collect them throughout the week or so. Uh, we're working out the logistics, man, but this this is definitely a, a fun trial run. Uh, Big Grin, let them know how they can reach you on the social media though. I don't know if they want to reach me on the social media. Probably not. <laughs> Probably uh, not. Well, I mean, I hope you guys do. I'm just a regular guy. But uh, you guys can find me on a Snapchat at MoffedUp316. M-A-A-F-F-H-H-D-U-P-316. And then you guys can also find me on uh, Instagram and Twitter at A-Moffucka. A underscore M-A-A-F-H-U-C-K-A. 
Go ahead and check it out, please. <laughs> no doubt, man. Hit me on Twitter at Juvie. That's a you know J U V I D E S A Y U N O. Hit me on the Instagrams at Juvie. That's a you know J U V I D E S A Y U N O. Check out the hard camera on the YouTube, the YouTubington Jones. Check out Facebook.com slash Juve. Check out the hard camera on Twitter at the hard camera. And by God, check out and follow the hard camera on the Instagrams. The page has just been opened up. The hard camera on the Instagrams. Check out the podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor. Google the hard camera podcast, man. There and there are ways to find us and uh what let us know if you find it. Let us know if you find it, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell, yeah tell the world, man. Yeah, like, talk to us. If you click that anchor.com link, that anchor.fm link, it'll take you to the Spotify page. You'll be able to leave voicemail or voice message feedback to where you can well, literally you talk to us directly um, versus Keyboard Warrior. And if you want a Keyboard Warrior, it's whatever you want to do, man. This 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 social media world has... has, has uh, Made us as as distant as it has made us close. So let's use the closeness, man, and and and, and do something with it, man. So, um, but no, it's, it's been a pleasure. My guy will be back soon with the next episode. Uh, so until next time, we'll see y'all next time. Adios, amigos. Salute.